<laughs> All right. Hey, guys, welcome to Mindset U. Uh, we have uh, Robot Rants. You <laughs> 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 got Punchline J, and I'm King Mo. Uh, today, we're talking about loneliness. Um, How lonely do you feel right now? Uh, very alone. Nah, um, because I'm doing the intro and I, I, like, I have a sense of inferiority. So you're going to hear about all this great stuff today. Um, and we hope you enjoy. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to. And visit VitaProject.com to learn more about the great shit that we do. I wanted to to talk with you guys about, you know, loneliness and the ideas that come behind it with, you know, what is loneliness for one? Is it a bad thing? Do we need to cure the world of loneliness or do we need to learn what it is and and kind of develop the the mindset to manage our thoughts and emotions? I mean, I think it varies on person-to-person kind of thing. Like, you know, growing up, um, I mean, yeah, I was only child, essentially. So, like, I had to be okay with being alone, you know? So, like, that's why I had a love for television and stuff like that. And, like, all families, like, taking me in because I was like, I had a bag of toys mm-hmm. and my cassette tapes. And I was like, you got a TV? Cool, I'm going <laughs> to set up shop over here and, like, four hours you want to take me to mcdonald's <laughs> everyone's like yeah totally and i was like cool cool cool. i'll see you later and i'll just disappear kind of thing and it, it's always carried into it and it's, i think it's a big part of of how i function because like even being in a committed relationship now it's like um me and nash are around each other all the time and i love it but i also do enjoy going into the other room you know mm-hmm. like i still like having my space and uh I think it just comes from like how my family dynamic works because like that's how both my parents are. You know, there was a, they did a experiment where they asked people, you know, would you mind sitting in this room by yourself for like the next hour or would you want to electrocute yourself? Like it's low voltage, but still hurts, you know, and most people chose to electrocute themselves. Really? Yeah. I would ace that. (laughs) Yeah. And then sit in a room alone? Mm-hmm. I'd rather sit alone. Yeah. 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 It's so, called having but imagination. But I, I don't think loneliness and space are synonymous. Okay. Like, the way that I heard Jay describe it was that he had his own space. And, yes, like, he didn't have someone his age around him. But, like, I mean, I, I feel like I grew up with Jay most of my life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember hanging out with Jay all the time. Uh especially, you know, as we got into the middle school years. So there was always, I felt like Jay would always had people around him. Yeah. And your your parents were upstairs. You you had your own space. Yeah. You could definitely tell that Jay liked to have his own space and have his own things. But I don't know if, like, it, it equates to loneliness. I don't know if it's the same thing. Because, like, you were saying before, I was, like, at the center, and I had 10, 15 people around me. Mm-hmm. I felt alone. I think the idea of loneliness is is the connection, the meaningful intent behind the relationships you have. Okay. And I yeah. think that's very different, you know. So I think uh I mean if I if I were to compare our lives together because we spent most of our lives yeah. together like you know, you had your parents both in the house. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about, you know, the upbringing and the issues in your home when we were younger. Yeah. Found that out later. But like my home had two parents that were in the middle of a divorce. Mm -hmm. So that feels very lonely Mm -hmm. because they're not talking to each other. The idea of family doesn't exist in my home. Uh, Well, at least at that time. Um, So yeah, that, that felt lonely, right? You could, I don't, I don't think it has to do with space. I don't think it has to do with the people that are actually around you. Mm -hmm. I think it has to do with meaningful connections. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, And here's, my take on it like loneliness is when you feel that you're not understood mm. like you going through through the divorce to your parents divorce is like you're in a specific set of circumstances 
your parents are they're going through a divorce they're the one going through it you're the one being affected by it mm -hmm. at a specific age with a specific dynamic of your household it's like you can feel like no one can understand that no one can relate to that so you're in an island of this by yourself and i think that when you feel different i think that is what the concept of loneliness feeling that that and and i'm using the term loneliness not as space but loneliness as like that negative emotion if you will where you lead to like depression and things like that kind of that slippery slope to that and i think it all starts from what you said lack of connection lack of feeling understood and seen by others mm. i think i felt more lonely as an adult than i did as a kid yeah How yeah because so? I, i felt like i always had friends around me i remember even when my parents were going through the divorce mm. had my neighbors Uh, there were two kids, Justin and Eric, and we'd be outside every day playing. Like, my block was always full with kids. So we'd play, and then I always had, like, Jay. I would see him at school, you know? So, like, there were always these, like, at least at that age, what I believed were meaningful connections, and I, I think they were. Uh, so I don't think I felt the negative effects of my parents' divorce as much, at mm -hmm. least consciously. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, I know that you see kids that, The parents are getting divorced and they kind of understand that and it's hard on them. You know, they feel sad about it. To me, it didn't, like, if I think back, it was like, it didn't really bother me. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. That's fair. I, for me, I agree with you as adult, as an adult, and specifically as, like, in leadership, mm. being a leader. Mm. I think it comes with, like, a set of loneliness because... At least the way that when when I we had the team at Vida Project, the way I led the team was like I was in service of everyone. I was there for everyone. And with that came some of the, the, the issues, which is like no one was necessarily there for me. I was expected to be there for everyone. And whenever I had any type of challenge or situation to go through, if it showed everyone saw me as their rock that if I break down, everything goes into chaos. And I would see moments of that, glimpses of that, and then I'll be like, okay, button it back up. And that to me felt super lonely because, again, like I didn't feel understood. I understood so many, but I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel uh, that connection, you know, with all these people around. But then luckily for me, I did have my wife, which allowed me to get that connection in that level, you know, when I was outside of that environment. But in that leadership role, I would say that's where I felt the most loneliness. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like they always say, like, check on your strong friends, right? Because you always assume that your strong friend has it together. So like when you're the leader, you're the rock of something. People don't necessarily think like, oh, like he has problems too. Like, you know, because everybody comes to you with their problems because you're the fixer upper. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're the, You're the guy who fixes everything. So, like, people tend to forget, you know, that when the strong friend needs the same support that everybody else needs, too. It's just that we go about it differently, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, that reminds me of the other day you were talking about um, you have certain friends that, you know, they'll tell you everything. And then, you know, when it's your turn, yeah. like, okay, bye. Like, yeah. You don't get any of that yeah. mutual kind of support. How do you how do you see that? Does that like give you that like I'm not connected to this person kind of loneliness or no? I mean, it just goes back to I mean, I know that you guys feel like you know like having your own space and and you know that emotional level, but to me it, it's interconnected for me because mm -hmm. like I'm just used to it. It's like okay, like you know I don't have them to talk about it with, but like I still gotta figure it out. I still mm -hmm. gotta it still has to get done. And I think it goes back to our conversation from the other week where you're like. It just comes from the upbringing of being like my parents raised me, like you work hard, this is what happens, you get this, and now you just keep it fucking moving kind of thing. So I think when I was in my 20s, it affected me a little bit more when I was like, oh, I feel so lonely, you know, like, and, you know, even like when, when and before when I talked about, you know, um, when I was younger, just even, even older is of, you know, feeling depressed and having thoughts of, you know, suicide and stuff like that. 
like it some of it stems from from loneliness i guess of like being like oh like maybe i'm not understood or you know these other things but i it, it really just comes down to i think more so um masking things and just being that in the the loneliness actually it goes back to the emotional stuff too because it's like you know when you feel like everybody like you can't talk to others because everybody comes to you about stuff then it's like you you just keep like tacking on and tacking that weight gets heavier and heavier and heavier sometimes and um it took me a while to be able to to open up and and it really helped when when ash came along Mm -hmm. kind of thing because then i had like a partner yeah. Kind of thing. I had somebody I can tell, and you know, that's the one thing I always appreciate about her. It's like I could tell her everything, like anything, and I'd never feel really judged by her, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it's one of those things, like, you know, like when I first said it, like you were like, "Oh shit, I had no idea." It was like I, I would never tell anybody. Like, yeah, that's that's my thing. Yeah, you know, and it's something that that um, I always kept close to my chest because that's just how, you know, I it, that's how we were raised. Yeah, you know, especially in like Latin households where it's like the mental health doesn't really, mm-hmm. you know. Now my parents are much better about it. Like you know, but every time I'm just like, "You'll be fine. It's fine. You're okay. Mm. It's okay." And it's like I'm telling you, it's I'm dying di- inside. Yeah, it's like dismissive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's super dismissive, and and then it just goes back to well, I had it hard too, kind of thing. It's like, yeah. well, you're lucky I didn't get beat, and it's like. Yeah, but maybe like if you did beat me, maybe I'd feel, <laughs> I'd feel a little bit more connected. <laughs> yeah, maybe I feel something on the inside, <laughs> kind of thing, you know. But like it, it's hard for that because like I had everything as a kid. I was loved. Mm-hmm. Parents gave me attention. That, you know, it wasn't one of those things. I was like, oh, like I'm, it's lacking somewhere. It just there's a chemical imbalance sometimes. And mm-hmm. no matter how loved you are, no matter how much attention you get, it doesn't change how you could feel lonely on the inside sometimes. I th- I think one of the things that I've understood about feeling connected uh, is the ability to be vulnerable with somebody. So a lot of the times people think, and especially in relationships, are that you have to have these amazing memories and these amazing moments with people. And I actually think it's the opposite. I think you feel more connected when you go through the shit with someone. Yeah. Right? Like if I think about like playing on a basketball team and all my like sporting kind of activities, it's always going through something difficult with someone that keeps you together, right? Like, and when you persevere and you get this like one moment of happiness after you've overcome this huge obstacle in your relationship or endeavor that you guys went through together, that's what makes you feel more connected. So like I go to Rancis's kind of story and he's feeling alone because he's going through the struggle alone in his world. Right. Um, and it was, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, your ability to share that struggle with your wife is what allowed you to still feel connected, mm-hmm. to still feel like you were <clears throat> with somebody and not alone mm-hmm. in your in your journey. And I think that's the most important thing. So sometimes I think that loneliness, loneliness is, you know, is self-inflicted. Mm hmm. It's like you're you're doing it to yourself because you're not you're not building the courage to to sh- connect with somebody. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of like I can go into the inside baseball, yeah. the, the new word, <laughs> inside baseball, neurology and chemistry about it. But you know I don't want to bore you guys with that. <laughs> I mean, it's I think it's okay to go into yeah, that. Yeah. No, dive into it. Just. Uh, I me, just I just heard Jay Storn on the last. Uh, podcast so. <laughs> just give me the tip though like, well <laughs> i was actually speaking to this uh, to my therapist yesterday uh about this idea of like social interaction and, and loneliness and it has to do with dopamine so dopamine everybody sees it as like the reward chemical but it's actually the chemical that makes you go for the reward right so it's not necessarily that you get a dopamine hit when you get the thing it's that you're thinking about this thing that you desire Dopamine increases now when you get it, it's like there's a connection between that. There's a reward that's like dopamine is what made me get this reward. So when you fast, what they found was that when you fast, what you're doing is regulating dopamine. So dopamine is trying to get you to go hunt, right, or get food. Jay's making the faces. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to make the connection. It's going to come full circle. I'm trying to be nice today. (laughs) So when you fast, right, dopamine is trying to get you to go get food. The same thing happens in social interactions. 
So when you deny yourself social interactions, right, dopamine is actually being released to try to get you to do that. But there's a point at which when you stop, like uh, if you continue fasting or you continue denying yourself social interactions, dopamine now decreases. So you no longer seek the social interactions or no longer want to eat, right? And that creates a negative loop cycle, right? Because now, especially with like loneliness, if you have this decrease in dopamine and you no longer want to connect with somebody, you're just going to have these like negative thoughts of like, oh, I'm lonely. You stay in there, you stay at home, you watch your TV, and then you just stay in that funk. Yeah. So it becomes a downward spiral. It's a downward spiral of everything. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's super interesting from the last 30 seconds I got from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cause like you gotta think of like with the pandemic and stuff like that and like how that like played a big role in a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, and it goes back to the thing where it was like, I was like, oh, this is like normal. You know, I always, I, it got to the point, like, I would turn down friends, like, I would turn down plans so much that friends stopped inviting me. Yeah. Kind of thing. And now, it, it took me a while. At first, I was like, that, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's expecting anything from me. This is awesome. Yeah. And then, like, as I get older, it's like, well, like, damn, like, what does that say about me as a person? Like, that they, they feel like they can't even reach out anymore kind of thing. So, that it becomes like this double-edged sword mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's like, oh, I like, I, I like to bask in my loneliness. But at the same time, it's like... Maybe I I do need to socially interact with people, <laughs> you know, more than just on the the bullshit level. On that note, in coaching, a lot of the things that help resolve the problems are things that the person wants to avoid. Like you just said, when I've been coaching people that feel that loneliness, the whole idea of reaching out and everything is like, no, I don't like that. I don't want to be, you know, but I feel lonely. You know, it's like this contradictory concept, which, you know, goes to Moses' point about that, that dopamine that eventually goes into that downward uh, spiral. But the thing is that if you're able to recognize that there's these emotional needs, you can then apply, and, and this is like, same thing with exercise, right? You see yourself gaining weight. Mm-hmm. You see it going badly. And then you're like, oh, I need to exercise. I need to eat better. And the just thinking about the amount of energy that those changes require, you're like, nah. And then you just continue, right? It literally takes that discipline to break that first barrier. And then you do it a little bit. And then you're like, this kind of feels good. But you're still not enough feeling good still not getting that dopamine to really push you into it just yet. You just, like you said, just a tip. Just a tip. So it's like this, the deeper you go into that downward spiral, the harder it is to pull yourself out. But the key factor is that there is a way to pull yourself out when you understand what you're trying to accomplish and why. Because I think we get confused with what we're feeling, right? That sense of loneliness um, and but I don't want to be around people. It, it's a confusing feeling that then tells us what to do next. And it's like, we have to go against what we're feeling because feelings are bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the temporary. Uh, one thing you said made me think of a quote that I saw on Instagram the other day. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, so he's a philosopher. Uh, Wasn't he a general too? He was a emperor. Uh, I believe he was an emperor of Rome. Mm. Yeah, I think it was. I just think of Gladiator. Just don't. I know you're in the middle. Just remember, you got talking to that mic. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to make eye contact. No, I, I know, feel baby. like it's I okay. can only go look this way. <laughs> I hate right. the middle. <laughs> That's my seat, man. Uh, so he says, "Oh shit! No, I lost it. Damn." Uh, he says, "What typically stands in the way is the way." Mm-hmm. Right, and that. To me, it was like, I saw that the other day and I was like, oh shit, that's like the truest thing I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. life. Like typically, if you're lonely, it's th- the reason that you're lonely is because you're creating that loneliness. So how do you solve loneliness? Go. I mean, but I mean, at the same time though, it could also be because you suck. Well, yeah, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is. 
Maybe you're lonely because nobody wants to be around you. Exactly. Exactly. So change something. It's, what, it's, it's you. what you said before, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like, true, I guess. It's like I keep denying all the invitations and everything. Yeah, so. But it's not because I suck. I'm amazing. It's just I kept saying no. There's a difference. And sometimes people but, just suck. But that's what creates the suckness. That's what it's you. What stands in the, in the way is typically the way. Yeah. So you got in the way. But sometimes you, you can't change suck. There's nothing you can do. What? That is that is like the opposite of mindset use philosophy. That's why I'm here, guys. Guys, no. Absolutely Sometimes not. That's the wrong frame be, of thinking. No fucking way. You don't have a, a person in your life that you're just like, oh, you suck. Like, why are you here? So not like why are you here on this th- earth, but like that why are you... suck is a is a you thing. Yeah, it's not a them thing. So I beg to differ. No, is that you? You're judging them. Yeah, it's yeah. your subjective opinion of the individual. They, they open their mouth, and I don't that's like why what comes it's out a their you mouth. Thing I know it's, that's a, it's a your judgment thing. I'm okay with that. Yeah, sure, you can be okay with that. But the point is, it it creates the reality that your statement is untrue because it creates the reality they, that they they suck. don't have the cooties of suck. You have the venom of suck that you place on. So people. it's my fault that they suck. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, before Jay, I wanted to, to to ask you these three questions when you were talking. Yeah, where there was three things that came up. One, I'll, I'll just list them out. One is comedy. Yeah. Two is before Ash. Yeah. And the third is the difference that you felt from, you know, not being in in like a, a, a connected not connected sorry using my dick to get around no uh, no i'm talking about career wise like mm. you not being like being in a career that you didn't enjoy for a long time mm. and like just going through the motions of all of that so the first one is comedy yeah where it made me think of this where we were talking about that that connection and like you Basically saying, like, you didn't feel too much of the loneliness. Mm -hmm. But then I was thinking, as you were talking, I was like, wait, you connect with people through comedy, right? You're able, like, a lot of the things that you're saying, you don't talk about. You do talk about, but in a comedy form. So you do, like, have a certain level of vulnerability where you connect with folks. And then you get a reaction from them, which, like, it's a, it's a weird way of developing like connection and understanding but maybe that's like what supports you in that oh totally 110 percent um ash always it's like i can never tell when you're joking you're being serious sometimes like i know that's the point (laughs) um i wanted to blur the lines a little bit but yeah i think i i do use i do use being funny and making jokes to to lighten the mood and to be able to express myself to other people and and to get to know other people in that sense because doing the whole like serious conversation for me sometimes it's real hard for me to open up because I think also at the same time it's like it goes back to the whole like you know like you know I have problems everybody has problems so it's like why am I going to bitch to this person about my problems when they're probably going through something just as worse or even worse and they're not over here crying about it kind of mm-hmm. thing. So that's always in the back of my head. And I had to learn to like let that go. I'm like, sometimes it's okay to be like, listen, I just need to vent to somebody. And like, I know it's not like the biggest problem in the world, but like it's something that's affecting me right now. But it took me like 35 years to do that. <laughs> <laughs> my second thing was before Ash, right? Yeah. So like you mentioned that you have this connection with Ash where you don't feel judged, mm-hmm. right? You're able to... to tell her things yeah but before that let's say let's assume i don't know if i'm correct incorrect but let's assume you didn't have any connection in your life that in that level um yeah i it's not that i didn't have a connection like that it's just that i i i didn't seek it out Mm-hmm. And there was people that I had that connection with. But I was like, like I'm not gonna talk about this because like mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about my feelings. I just want to walk around with my dick in my hand and just go through life that way. And I thought that that was a viable option for a while. Um, but now, what what I wanted to to connect that to is like, can you go back after having this type of relationship? 
I mean, depends on how traumatized I get. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I think that's what I, it was a big crutch for me for like the, the six years or so. I, I can't, everything's a blur at this point now. But for the, the amount of years that I was single, like, it was just, it was like my crutch. It's like, you know, I don't have to open up to anybody. Nobody has to really know me. I can just go through life. Mm-hmm. doing whatever I want and just go, you know, come and go as I please. No, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and, uh, could I go back to it? I mean, sure. I can go back to it, but like, would I be happy? Mm-hmm. No. Would I probably wind up killing myself? Yeah. You know? Um, and not like, med- not like, Oh, like, Oh, I'm going to go kill myself. But, you know, wind up just going down a road where it's like heavy drugs, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, the, the lifestyle that I don't, I don't seek as an adult. Um, just going Do down just that road. say that your connection with Ash has led you to self-love and care. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm marrying her. <laughs> she, yeah, that's, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She really helped me love myself, and um, it was something that I never really did. I never really loved myself, kind of thing. Um, you know, I think people would would assume like me joking around, like the 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 bravado, like the confidence was like, oh, like he like he loves himself, and it's like no, that's just that's just my way of dealing with life, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, that's my coping mechanism. You know. Um, but like being with her, like it really did help me like love myself, and it's still something I have to work on all the time, because it's real easy to to go, to go back into that like mindset sometimes, where it's like you suck, mm-hmm. like you know why is she why is she with you? She's such like a, a good girl, like why, you know, and then you just gotta remind yourself like you you deserve love. It's okay, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can open up to somebody. They're gonna love you. You know, and. I don't think it's for fear like, oh, like, you know, what if she leaves kind of thing. Um, I just never thought that I was, like, capable of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it was, I, I, it's the same thing, like, with, like, I guess with, like, having kids and stuff like that, where it's just, like, I know I'll be a great dad, but, like, do I want that responsibility? Mm-hmm. It's funny that you said that, because one thing I feel that has changed with you since you've been with Ash yeah. is that you've been more authentic, like there were times, like even though we were, we were always like brothers, yeah. I've always felt that you could hide things. Oh yeah, like you know, like and even when you hide it, like you actively hid these things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, Jay's hiding something. I yeah. mean, Rancis could see it. I could see it. Uh, but I could say that in maybe the past two years, mm-hmm. you've been like way more honest, way more authentic, uh, and that's kind of the change that I observed since you've been with ash yeah yeah no i think that's a that's a fair assessment buddy (laughs) yeah yeah so Uh, you hear that bitch you can't leave me (laughs) well then it brings me to why i think you are judgmental of people though oh yeah that's fine let's go you don't like people who are inauthentic no which i understand but i think that state that statement that you had said, like people suck, yeah, right, and sometimes they just suck, yeah, right. It's because you don't understand why they are inauthentic. Like the em- the the cognitive empathy of why is it that they are the way they are? Yeah, but I don't have time for that. Like fuck that, get out of my face. What do you mean you don't have time for I'm, it? I'm gonna worry it, about every single. It's person. not worrying. It's just considering the possibilities of yeah. why they might be the way they are. There are certain people that I'm like, all right, they've grown on me. <laughs> <laughs> because you've taken the time to consider the other possibilities that they're just not a sucky human being and maybe they're just they have their own quirks and shit not to make this sound super sappy but the whole concept of like oh the person sucks is more like back to what i said before it's more a thing on you because it's more of a weight that judgment is is a is a weight on your back when you're able to like understand and not that you have to love be like oh I want this person around me but when you're able to have that compassion it like it just you feel lighter you feel better nah, so dog. It, it's it's actually the opposite of like 
what you said of like, so I have to worry about everyone. Like you make it sound as it's a burden and it's not, it's not the idea of worrying about someone It's the idea of not carrying that judgment on everyone. And that's lighter. So I bet, I bet that there are people in your boxing Mm -hmm. environment that you first saw them saw maybe how they behaved or how they presented themselves and you're like mm, I can't stand this fucking yeah, person. Yeah, but I got to hit them. I exactly, that's exactly where I'm going. So yeah. you got to hit them and then you you probably saw the reasons why they are the way they are and maybe why they came into boxing. Why did they pick up boxing? Mm-hmm. Why like maybe they're not confident. Maybe they don't believe in themselves. Yeah. And then because you hit them and you hurt them, it gave you a moment to be empathetic. Yeah, I guess so. And then with that empathy, you were able to create curiosity and understanding and say, you know what, maybe he does, like, I don't, he's annoying. I, I have my subjective opinions about him. But at the end of the day, he's not a bad person. Yeah, I don't think anybody's a bad person. Just because you suck, I don't think you're a bad person. I just think you suck, and it's like, stop talking to me. <laughs> I'll die He's like, no, I'm going to block it. Any, no. I hear, no, I hear you. And yes, it, when it comes to the boxing stuff, that has helped me open up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it totally has. It, it totally 100% has. It's made me a lot more empathetic to people. Um, but also at the same time, no. <laughs> Just for the- because you know that, and it it also comes from like, and there's the other side of this, which is an ego complex, the sense of superiority over somebody. It's not that I think that that I'm superior to them. I th- I I I probably know. I I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I'm okay with that. The sense of superiority that you can beat their ass in a ring—that's not a sense of superiority. No, because it's just on any given day. You hear this, dude? Any given day, Jay, Jay, Jay if I walk into a ring with you right now, we yeah. just said boxing straight up. Yeah. You're not going to feel a sense of superiority over me? No. Get the fuck out of here, I'm bro. Not. You're such a fucking Jay, liar. I train in boxing and you don't train in boxing. If I beat you up, it's like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you so, so, so then I swing I swing fucking hard. I'm like, I'm beat your ass, Jay. Yeah. You're not. You're, you're I'm going to giggle at you. <laughs> and you. Yeah. All right. So, so, Jay, just the other day, you sent me a DM. Yeah. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, last night. <laughs> last night. So. That the joy that you feel from accomplishing those things, but it was a joy because he asked me to do something, and I said, "It's you know what? I'm going to be empathetic and I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to give you what you want." You said, "Don't that's hold back." That's a sense of superiority. No, it's not a bad thing. It's not. A, a I bad don't think thing. it's a sense of superiority, <laughs> yeah. though. Jay, it is. You have you understand everything's like if, a gray area, Mo. If there's a little kid that says, "I want to fight you," yeah. I'm not going to fight him because I understand that I can beat the shit out of the kid, right? So then that, that means... Makes, that's, a, that's where we differ because I go, you know what? You have an equal opportunity to catch these hands because I respect <laughs> you and I'm empathetic. And if you think that you can beat me up, let's go. No, no. <laughs> we'll probably like each other more after this. <laughs> that's where we differ. Jay, the reason that, 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 like, the whole idea of going into martial arts, right, is about a martial art, any kind of combat sport, yeah. is that you have to deal with your ego, right? Mm-hmm. The time you got knocked out, yeah, right? Yeah. Did you feel inferior in that moment? No. I felt like I fought somebody who was way bigger than me. I got no, hit really that's the, hard. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the ego. That's the definition. ego's definition of it. That's the, what the ego says to comfort the idea of a sense of inferiority, that there, you, I fought someone bigger. He was stronger. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Right, but you still got your ass knocked out. Yeah, yeah. You didn't feel inferior at all. No, in that I was moment, more, I was more. Mad you didn't at feel myself. bad about it. So there, there's I was a- more. I was more upset. The ego came in because I was more upset <laughs> that that I didn't fight to my potential in front of my dad. Because so, like, this is how he loves me. So that's a. He sense. finally admitted I'm his son. So there, there's an element here where it's like the there's winning, right? Like winning the thing, and 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 and. That person that wants to get that W and 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 mm-hmm. right that superiority of like yeah I'm better than you yeah. idea right and then there's the other element where is someone who's terrified of losing right yeah where it's like if I lose this means I'm 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 nothing I'm you know I lose everything right but then there is a middle ground there yeah. is a, I just like fighting a gray area <laughs> where it's and it goes into like the journey of. You win some, you lose some, and 
you see yourself as constantly winning in the sense of, oh, I'm growing, I'm getting better. It's the growth mindset in the in the realm. But on that, there is still, to Moses' point, there is still that idea of you take whatever the situation is and you adjust it so that you can see yourself winning somehow. You can see, oh, I... Let's say I fought a bigger person. Yeah. I held my own for a bit, yeah. right? That's the part where you're trying to uplift yourself in terms of that. So there is that need to have some sort of, oh, I, it's okay that he beat me, but like now I'm an even better fighter. There's something that's going to that idea of of personal uh, ego growth, right? Mm. It doesn't, I don't agree with Mo that it has to be a superiority over someone else, okay. but it, it is a growth, an ego growth I could agree in with the that. self. Yeah, I could agree with that. That Yeah, I agree with what you said. I would still argue that you did feel inferior. Sure. In I, 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 I would, here's the reason why. You said that you felt bad that you didn't pay, you didn't box to the potential in front of your father. So, what I'm assuming by that statement is there was a sense of maybe not to the extent of the word, but shame or embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. But so, that doesn't, but, but shame or embarrassment, I don't equate it with inferiority, I guess. And when it comes to fighting, I'm not talking about like anything else. I just feel like when it comes to fighting, I just look at fighting as way. I like the journey. I just like fighting. It doesn't really matter if I win, it doesn't matter if I lose. I just like how I feel when I'm competing against somebody else kind of thing. Um, So, like, losing in that, like, sure, did I feel inferior, I guess, in that moment of being like, damn, I lost? Sure, but that rubbed off. It was more so of, like, damn, I had my dad and my my girlfriend watch me get hit really hard. I felt felt more bad for them because, like, they were probably worried kind of thing. It's more that than it is. Because okay. I know I can take it, but I'm like, damn, like I, I'm not taking into account like the same reason like why my mom doesn't want to come watch me fight and stuff mm. like that. Okay. Because it's I'm more worried about how they're gonna feel afterwards, kind okay. of thing. You know. How about the statement of someone else sucks, right? This person sucks. That's not a statement of superiority. In that case, yeah, but that's not fighting. <laughs> that's not fighting, though. But that is a statement of superiority. Yeah. So it's a, the idea, subjective opinion, that I am better than that person. In that moment of when they talk, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 your ego. Okay. Okay. So as long as we agree with that. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm just, the only part that I'm arguing is the fighting aspect of it when it comes to the, the boxing but aspect. But there are it. moments, it's not, like, an, again, I agree with you on the idea that it's gray. Yeah. I don't think it's a black and white concept of, like, here's a moment that... I feel in superior. I don't think, I think you can be better than someone and not have that kind of context, yeah. right? You can understand that you have so, different ex- skills, yeah. right? So for example, with the story that I told Rancis yesterday, I was in, cl- in the night class yesterday and there was a, a kid who's young. He likes to talk a lot, but he's a super nice kid, you know? Um, and we were partnered together and, and I was just working more on defense because, like, he's super new. But he's a tall kid. He's, like, 6'4", you know. And, and with the new guys, they just punch really hard. Kind of, they just try to take your head off kind of thing. And um, I was just letting him work a little bit more to get his confidence up. And, he, and then he got mad at me. He was like, you're holding back. And I was like, well, yeah, because if I start hitting you hard, what do you learn from this? Like, you don't – I'm trying to not have that superiority complex come in kind of thing or that ego. I'm trying to, like, check my ego where it's like – Okay, he's hitting me hard, but that's fine. I'm going to work on my defense kind of thing. So then he was like, no, I don't want you to hold back. So I said, cool, we're going to step in that tire soon, and then we're going to find out if you want me to hold back or not. And within the first 30 seconds, he was like, you can dial it back a little bit. But that, that's also, like, even that, like, holding, so even holding yourself back yeah. is a sense of superiority, too, right, For the, from the ego perspective. It's you understanding that you can hurt somebody. Yeah, but isn't, but isn't that still is is that that or is that just being a good training partner? It could be like you can. That's part of being a good training partner is yeah. understanding that you have superiority over someone else, right? In that sense, or in skill wise, not necessarily yeah. over somebody. But <clears throat> you, if you're not communicating these things, right? Like if if you're not saying, like for example, if you had said to the gentleman or the kid. Uh, hey, listen, I'm not going to hit that hard because I want to focus on my defense yeah. and I want to make sure X, Y, and Z. 
that would have created clear expectations I in mean, that I, relationship. I did tell him. him that, and then he said, nah, fuck that. Uh, all right, so then you gave him a fair chance. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so I did. I have a question, Mo. Is what you're saying that that when it comes to like loneliness, that when you start to kind of build an ego that builds on the superiority concept, it pushes others away because it wants to have that judgment to keep them away, which then just furthers you from a connection, making you feel more lonely. Yeah, absolutely. Like the idea of saying no to, and this is not, mm-hmm. no, not a blow at you, but like the idea of saying no to friends when they like ha- ask you out, right? You can, you can use the idea, you can use superior, like, oh, I don't want to hang out with those people, right? Yeah. They, they suck. Well, you see, it, you know, it's not, or, or yeah. oh, I just don't feel like being around people like that right now. I don't want to deal with that. Like, uh, like you, you can say all of these things that give you a sense of superiority, but in, re- in reality, it could be that you feel inferior in those environments. You don't feel confident in those environments, or maybe you feel anxious in those environments. And that creates a sense uh, like a uh, complexity of inferiority masked by superior the idea that you are superior of somebody else it's very I, complex like the i think i think i think that's a possibility it's um, a possibility but yeah. to simplify it i think it's just the idea of like yeah when you when you start to create more space from others whatever you're doing to create that space you start to excuse that space creation with the 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 superiority concept right so like for example me in my 20s all my friends like to go to clubs and bars and all this stuff i'm like i can't stand those environments right and for me that creates a superiority of like oh you simpletons you know just banging your head with music like, and can't all this that stuff just be like is that superiority it came like to each its own like you like doing yeah, that yeah, but there yeah. there what what i'm saying this is this is what what i'm saying is like yes there are preferences right yeah but then when you start kind of using that preference as a reason as to why you're different why you're better Mm -hmm. then you start pushing others away which then starts pushing you into a corner of loneliness yeah loneliness built by a wall of your own ego yeah you know so that's what i'm saying like and and that's what i said like simplifying it because it's like those possibilities all can exist Mm -hmm. but basically at the bottom line if you if like you have preferences differences and you allow those preferences to get into feeding that ego now you start creating that wall yeah and that wall that you can't be reached because mm-hmm. no one can can people invite you to stuff it's like you ignore them or you say no 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 um like all of this stuff and you're just like oh you know i, I don't want to hang out with you people and all this stuff yeah. now you start becoming a dick that you literally you're you're was what's your word not dick what is it um people suck now you suck yeah. at other people because of like this yeah, ego me not wall wanting to hang out with people isn't because i'm like oh they suck it's just like oh, i gotta go out mm-hmm. i gotta like go be social yeah now yeah, that, that, again yeah. that goes to to like that's the first the preference yeah. standpoint but then now you have to create a reason yeah. as to like why do you have that pre- preference right you we're always seeking meaning and in that meaning if like you're not going out you're staying at home and now you're starting to feel lonely now you're going to go look to create the meaning as to why you're lonely. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, because I'm better than these people who like to yeah. do these stupid things. That's why. So you start, that's what I'm saying about you start creating that wall to further yourself. And then you end up feeling this super lonely. Yeah. You, you create the layers of, of reasons to create the cog, uh, what is it? Cognitive uh, dissonance. Cognitive dissonance, right? To prove that your thought is correct. Mm-hmm. Right, so you just say like, ah, I don't like clubbing, and ah, I don't like this, and oh, you these people are like this, and grumpy, just, and then you yeah, become, you just become a grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, is like, let's say you built that wall of ego. How have you guys torn that wall down? If you have created it in your life, I joined a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk about my feelings all the fucking time. <laughs> That's interesting because you always say about like how you dread, you know, yeah. coming. Yeah. Every time I'm like, damn, I gotta do this podcast. I'm like, all right, let's Therapy go talk session. about. Let's go talk about my feelings for a little bit. How about you, Mo? Uh, I think for me, it's 
uh, I don't know. That it's just I you, I get on my high horse. I think I'm the shit, and then something happens to bring me back down. It's like like it, it and I always like kind of level up and learn from it. It's more like I get here and then I come back down. But I'm a little bit higher than I was before. <laughs> but I think that's how like just learning. Occurs. Is that why he has the whole superiority thing? Is that I think? <laughs> I, yeah, right? I was I literally I was thinking that because there's been times when you get really like push everyone away and then like you fall and then you're like I'm sorry guys, <laughs> and then you you start outreaching you're like I'm gonna change I'm gonna you know like not that you start saying that but it's like your actions are saying like guys no no. I think and I think that like those at that time it happened more so during Vita Project because mm-hmm. if you go into the psycho- psychological aspect that my basic needs for survival weren't being met, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a lot harder to connect with people when you're thinking about how you're going to eat the next day, right? Where you're thinking about like you know how you're going to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's harder. You want mm-hmm. you you. And especially if you're prideful like me and not want to ask that, help, that's what I was gonna help say. from other people. Yeah, because that, financially... That's, that's we, that ego wall, though. That's the same and, concept. And it, it could, yeah, very much could be. I also think it's just the, the upbringing from my parents, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but money mean, has always been a thing in my family. But where, wherever it comes from doesn't matter. The whole thing is like it's the ego that creates that separation from others that make you feel more lonely because you can't be seen, you can't be understood. This man has turned down taking a shower at my place. It's like, dude, you could just come by and shower if you want. He's like, nah, dog, I got this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, exactly. So at that, at that, I think at that time, definitely for sure, you'd see those like highs and lows. I think now that my basic needs are being met, I'm a little bit calmer. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have to go through those those areas like those like high intensity emotions of like high anxiety, which was like when I'm anxious, I don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. By the way, you say like inviting him to show. The way I used to deal with them is just like I would do a thing. Like I'd be like, hey, come over. I need you. Oh, you know, why don't you go shower right now? <laughs> or yo, uh, I just bought extra food. Here you go, Mo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only way. That he, no, 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 it's going to the garbage if you don't eat it. I was like, okay. <laughs> just I trying like to navigate around. I like that you around. gave him a breathing problem. Because <laughs> 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 I was trying to navigate that wall of ego to <laughs> to be able to. Oh uh, shit, that's funny. Well, I mean, and like like Jay says, King Mo, I, I do <laughs> think I am the shit. So, yeah. I bet there are moments that I feel very inferior mm-hmm. in in other aspects. It's not always, it's not always everything in my life. But like, I think there there's that the fact that there with like the breakdown that happens from being up on the cliff so high that you come down. And then there, going back to what you talked about, that vulnerability, you know, when you're like, I can't take it anymore, right? And it forces you to go into that space of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's when you f- would feel, in my eyes, feel the most connected, the most seen. And for me, too, like when at Vida Project, when we had our clashes was when I felt the most connected. It's true. This motherfucker just likes fighting. I like, I, I like boxing. He likes fighting. He, he, likes, he likes to argue. He likes to... <coughs> that's I, where he gets his kick out jokes, of. Jokes. Fights. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just like confrontation. I mean, Jay and I used to fight a lot when we were younger. Yeah, too. but our fight was like over like where the bus route goes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we'd have these knockout, dragout fights Yo, over the most meaningless things. That I, I never had our brother really, so like Moses was like my older, annoying fucking brother who's King Mo even as a child. <laughs> Where he's just a fucking know-it-all, and I was like, oh, and I was an idiot. So I was like, oh, I had all the time in the world to just die With on all this the hill. confidence. With all the confidence, we're just dumb and confident. <laughs> like, and it makes for such an awesome fight, because... <laughs> yeah. It was funny, yeah. That one bus ride. Yeah. 756 or 755? It was this, I think it was the 756 We're or like, it goes left. Yeah. <laughs> it goes right. Arguing about which street it goes down. <laughs> and like, having like a, we're not going to talk for two for days. For 40 minutes about it, bro. It was, yeah. We were going to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is before Google. Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't just get the yeah, answer right away. This is arguing on AIM. Like, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> 
Um, That was funny. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to recap what happened in today's podcast. So, Rancis, you want to let me know what your recap of today's podcast (laughs) is? (laughs) No, I think you got it, bud. No, I want want your perspective. My perspective is This is my recap. Do it my way. (laughs) What's your recap? My perspective is that you are great at recapping things, so... All right, Jay, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll take your bait. Um, My recap is I didn't get to tell a story before, so I'm going to tell it now. We might not use it. But uh, my loneliness started in about fourth grade when it was a summer at my grandparents' house, and I found my grandpa's Playboys. And boy, did I lose my eyesight. (laughs) Being... The little kid in the house that there's nobody else around to watch what you're doing. One forearm got bigger than the other, and there was a tissue shortage in Bergen County. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that kind of starts us off with the recap. We, we did talk about loneliness and, and how it creates some over-anxious... Masturbators. Masturbators, yeah. <laughs> uh, and how it may create some bad habits, so... Don't follow him. All right, Don't follow him either. <laughs> right. And I can actually point the right direction this time because we're on the fucking webcam. <laughs> Don't follow him either, okay? His whole superiority complex thing is bullshit. <laughs> All right? Rantis, Rantis is the only one who made sense was, today. <laughs> Jay, Jay's feeling a little butthurt, right? No. And the fact that he didn't have to use a boat metaphor in this entire ca- podcast <laughs> makes it that much better. It's a win. <laughs> it All is right. a win. Rantis, your, your recap for this. <laughs> okay so when you're on a boat <laughs> um all right <laughs> fucking you guys are clowns <laughs> we're gonna be here forever we're so, using this <laughs> this is this is, this good is exactly what yeah, that we're yeah, using yeah it's good content <laughs> so uh, this episode we talked about the ideas of loneliness and how they can affect our behavior and our ego to act as if we're better than other people, or we can learn to kind of open our hearts up to connect with others. And that is the difference between feeling lonely and actually creating strong connections. Yep. Uh, so there you have it, everybody. That was the recap of today's episode. So I don't do recaps. I just facilitate them. And you feel alone in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> The wind sometimes blows north, and that's when you know your ego has grown to the south. Listen, guys, sometimes people suck. I don't care what these fucking guys say. Sometimes people suck, and it's okay to not like them for whatever reason you have. Judgment might be heavy, but you know what? That hate makes a little bit less. All right, What? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. If you express that you don't like somebody, that's how you lift that weight. In my eyes, I, like I mean, that's being vulnerable. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. You can So tell. there you go. Boom. Yeah. You guys, that whole podcast, you guys are wrong. I was right. Anyway, that concludes the episode for Mindset You. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, don't forget to subscribe on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts you can think of. Follow us on Instagram and visit VitaProject.com for all the great stuff that we offer. Make sure to comment and like and share this with your friends. Yeah. Peace. Peace.